one. And we are recording with Mr. Isaiah. Is it Robin? Yes, sir. So how about you introduce yourself, my man? Oh, what's going on, y'all? I'm Isaiah Robin. Um, I'm a music music artist, um, a business owner. Uh, most First and foremost, though, I'm a disciple for Yeshua HaMashiach. Um, I've been walking with the Lords in full submission to Christ for about two years now. Um, and yeah, man, I came out, I come out of the, the secular uh, industry, you know what I mean? The devilish industry. I come out of that world. I come out of a world of um, parties and drugs. I was a drug dealer. Um, yeah, man, just completely just walking with the Lord now, brother. That's it. That's that. That's quite a that's quite a dichotomy. So I've had on this guy before, uh, uh, Basil Bass, uh, former CIA operative. I mean, like black ops. And he eventually retired from, quote, overthrowing governments. And now he runs a uh, now he has his own uh, his own organization where he rescues trafficked children. So it's quite a it's quite a 180. And at face value, you go, how do you how do you end up in such a, a 180 degree turn? And then it kind of starts to answer its own. You start to answer your own question. You go, oh, it's not just ironic that you were in the the depths of, of hell doing CIA dirty work. It probably that is what causes the change to such a, I mean, rescuing traffic children. Is there anything more of like a an angelic pursuit? So right, right, yeah, right man. Up. No, I'm just gonna say, um, that that that's you know that's 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 what we should really be, um, you know, uh, blowing up, man. But you don't see the media blowing things up like that, you know, because the media is ran by the same wicked individuals that run the music industry. You know what I mean? Devil agendas, satanic, demonic situations. You know what I mean? And and there's thousands of children that go missing a day. Yeah. But those type of things don't blow up, man. So my head goes off. My head, whoever you're talking about, for sure. Basil Baz. He's 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 like a real life John Wick. A little more salt and pepper John Wick. He's a he's, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's hardcore. I mean, you talk to him, and it's you, you're talking truth. He's like he's like there are good people and there are bad people. There's no gray area. He's like when a grown man buries a child in the woods. And I'm like, I don't even want to know what you do to him when you reach him. And for legal reasons, I was like, I hope you don't say that on the podcast. But right. so I would imagine that's that's got to be the same thing for you then, right? It's that it's it's wading into that world of, I mean, is there any more stereotypical, you know, hedonistic uh, surface level culture than the the music industry? It's got to be something your time there I would imagine has brought you to where you are now. Is that a safe assumption? Um, different experiences that have brought me to where I'm right now. You know, brother. Um, I was in. I was. I. I wasn't like. Um, at a bad place like financially and things like that. You know, I was a hustler. You know, I was selling drugs. You know what I mean. And I always had women around me. Um, and you know, I was just a. I was just a person to be around, pretty much as you you would say. And, um, you know, it was supernatural what happened to me, you know, September 16th, the spirit of the Lord came into my room, you know, and completely shifted my desires, you know. Um, I was definitely in the world, bro. Like, to just, just things that were under a dark cloud that we don't really necessarily think, um, necessarily think is, you know, dark, you know, I was, I was successful in that realm. 
until the Lord took me out and I was able to see from the outside perspective on what that realm actually is. And you don't truly understand who you are meant to be as in like a child of God. You don't really understand these things. You don't really understand who you are meant to be as in God, as in God illuminating you from the inside. In that type of world, you just think that you're just a person, uh, you know, that, that, that just once your fleshy desires met. But when you come out of that and the Lord pulls you out of that, you get a different perspective and you start realizing that you're a spiritual being inside of a fleshly body. And when you come into that perspective and that understanding, all you want is to get closer to God because God is one. Separation from God is division, is separation. That's why there's so much wickedness on the land right now because you have so many different laws being passed that are not of God. You know, so the Lord took me out of that and I was able to see how we're in the matrix, you know, and um, just been walking with the Lord ever since, you know, and just trying to, just trying to wake my friends up, wake my family up, wake different people up, bring them into light. You know, um, I'm meant to be a, a child of light. So, you know, just being that light, no matter what the consequences are, no matter if it's controversial, no matter none of that, you know, just sticking to truth and, you know, wanting people to come into it. Because at the end of the day, everybody is searching to fill a void. Our soul have an emptiness to it because there's a void that people are trying to fill, whether it's drugs, money, relationships, sex. All of that nonsense will never fill that void. The only thing that's going to fill the void is the spirit of God because the spirit of God is the only compatible match that'll marry the soul and begin to bring you in a process of void with temporary desires and temporary fulfillment. You get me? So, you know, I just got into a point where the Lord just took me out, bro. You know, I was living that life all my life and the Lord just took me out. It's that, uh, what's the quote? Live in the world, but not of the world. It's uh or uh the other quote uh you don't have a soul you are a soul you have right, a body. you have a body you're here for a little bit and it's I also yeah. think that I think that the evil uh I think the evil the quote unquote evil things in this world can serve as 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 growth points it you can get sucked yeah. into them like quicksand and and then it's 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 spiritual death and then physical death. But I think there are also growth points. It's um, you know, for me it was it was right. in 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 college I was I was four student pre med beautiful girlfriend worked out like a machine every day was going to become a doctor but I really wasn't happy. Uh, right after I graduated college I decided I didn't want to be a doctor and then like a month later my older brother committed suicide. So I had this weird existential crisis and then like a midlife crisis. So I was at the University of Georgia, the number one party school in the nation, and I never partied. And then I lost a brother. So I had this this thing where it was like, I have to live my life now. I have to start partying. And I was also just deeply traumatized and self-medicated. So for several years, wow. I just went 180 degrees. No working out, no eating healthy, no meditation, barely went outside, took, took drugs every night to fall asleep, took drugs every day to wake up, smoking pot, drinking, acid, uh, benzos, everything. And wow. at, right at your face value, you'd go, oh, well, that's, you know, if you figure you're at the end of your life, you'd want to go all out and party. But I found through those two years that the complete indulgence was more pain than anything I'd ever felt before, because you could never, like you said, fill the void. You're desperately trying to fill up an endless well. And, right. and it, I think for me, at least I can only speak from my own experiences I don't think I ever would have turned away from those things had I not gone entirely into them because now I don't have any temptation to do it. There's no, 
what if now i'm like no god no i did it it's not it's not it's not that is darkness it is you know when you wake up in a hospital and people around you are so thankful you woke up you realize you're you're bringing hell into this world so i say that to say do you think that for all the evilness in the world don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because you can use it as as a mechanism of growth no yeah for sure brother you know um there's evil and there's good there's there's god and there's the devil you know but the thing is people like to blame the devil on things when things are going wrong when things are being bad but at the end of the day the enemy is just a tool for you to be built Mm. you know what i mean um when you pray for something like like patience you know, you should be expecting the enemy to come to te- test your patience just so you can over- overcome that and build your patience. Things that we pray for, we, we tend to get the op- we tend to get the opposite of it just so we can get that tribulation and stronger spiritually from that, you know. I think people get that confused. They they expect to get what they pray for just like just get it supernaturally. But no, God wants to build us in a way where we get things and we 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 overcome it and we get built like that you know it's a lesson that we go through to get what we prayed for you know what i mean um yeah man you 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 pray you pray for different things man and the lord allows you to go through certain things to build you in that area so for sure man like the bad things that happen man like you wouldn't know what um you wouldn't know what it is to be happy if you were never sad True. you know what i mean like it is what it is, brother. It's this and it's that, you know? So, yeah, this is definitely, this is definitely, the bad is definitely to glorify the good. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Sure, bro. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can, like, you can, like, idolize the idea of, like, of, like, whatever, not drinking alcohol or something or not taking Xanax. But it's, it's not until you've been in, like, a 15-day withdrawal panic attack that you can truly appreciate waking up and feel normal. You go, you know what? Maybe we didn't go to the bar last night and party till 5 a.m. And maybe I'm getting a little more boring as I get older. But you wake up and the birds are chirping and you walk to the gym and you go, God, I feel good, <laughs> right? But you were correct. You wouldn't know that you really can't app- bring me back to college. If I wake up and the birds are chirping and I'm like, this is, I got to get, I got to go to organic chemistry. I got to start doing work. And then you have five years of unimaginable terror and now I wake uh-huh. up and I'm like, you know, I wake up and I'm, I'm 32. I'm in a, an apartment by myself and I wake up happier. I'm like, I, I am so happy when I wake up and I have to clean my apartment and do dishes and make my bed. Cause I'm like, thank God that these are my, these are the problems I have. <laughs> and, but it, it's, uh, Yeah. You have to walk through. No, I was just gonna say I'm thirty. I'm thirty-two, man. And I'm way at two, man. Just like blessed, brother, blessed. Yeah, it's you have to have that though, and I, and you can't, you can't see it when you're in it, but that's kind of how I, right. I, I look at it. And you know, I was, I mean, I, I grew up in a in a very strict uh, conservative Catholic household. I went to private Catholic school my whole life which, you know, eventually kind of drove me away from any sort of structured religion or even the idea of God. And then you hit 18, you're all edgy and you're like, I, I know I have all the answers. And, you know, I partied like an animal my freshman year of college. 
and then kind of start to get you know scared straight that's when i started my sophomore year i started going study all the time eat healthy stop drinking still very hardcore atheist you know five years go by lose my brother i become a little like more agnostic and not for like the right reasons like like you said you can't have the good without right, the evil right. I actually started to slowly believe in the idea of God simply because I was like, well, if my life is a living hell, that implies that heaven is possible, right? You can't, you can't have light without dark. And so it's a much, it's a much, it's a, it's kind of like a bad coming of age story. But what I'll get to is, is, you know, as a scientific minded person, I, I could never, I could never bring myself to, to believe in something until as more and more time went on and I, and I had more experiences with after my brother died with things that I very simply, I'm not going to go into them all now. Anyone that watches the podcast knows a lot of, I mean, really kind of supernatural. And this is as a scientific guy that got into medical school. And it wasn't until I interviewed about two years ago. Um, it wasn't until I interviewed Charlie Duke. Yeah. Charlie Duke. Uh, Try going. No, no, I was just gonna say like, yeah, man. So it's like we uh got, got a lot of comments. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's when you, you said two mean? years. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I got to interview Charlie Duke. He's like ninety years old. He's the youngest man to ever walk on the moon, and he's one of four men alive who have walked on the moon. And I remember asking him. And this is how cocky I am. This was, you know, now the podcast is making a little bit of money and I've got a little more subscribers and it seems like it's going to work. Two years ago, I was above my parents' garage doing this on a MacBook with no money. And that was cocky enough to think that it was going to succeed. And I remember asking him and I was like, what happens if this podcast succeeds and I get everything I ever wanted, right? That was right when Joe Rogan signed the Spotify contract. I was like, what if I get that tomorrow and I have everything I've ever wanted? I can get all the women, all the nice things. And what if it doesn't make me happy? Because that's what happened when I got into medical school. I got the thing. Four years of studying. 15,000 students applied. 100 got in. I was one of them. And I got in. Wow. And I felt nothing. And so I asked Mr. Mm -hmm. Duke. And Mr. Duke said, well, I was in the Air Force. And he uh, he goes, the, the top of the top Air Force pilots become fighter pilots. And then the top of the top fighter pilots become uh experimental aircraft test pilots that's the cutting edge above that are the guys that get to go into space and then at the highest rung you get to go to the moon and he goes and i went to the moon and then i came back and there was nothing else to do and he's like i tried to pursue he's like i worked at nasa for a little while after but nothing nothing did it for me and he said he started drinking a lot and he said he was a terrible father and then one, and this is a scientific minded guy, right? I mean, walked on the moon, science guy. I forget who he said it was, but someone told him, it's like, well, why don't you ask God, whatever form you want, ask God to just come into your heart. And he's saying this, like, you know, he's like rolling his eyes. He's like, all right, I'll try it. As a science guy, I'll try it. And he said, he asked and he goes, and my life has been better ever since. So he recommended that to me. And he's saying this to me. You know, I'm nodding and I'm I'm being respectful. And here's a guy that's walked on the moon. He's doing my podcast. But I'm like, I, in my mind, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in God. But I was like, I'm a science-minded guy. 
if somebody tells me that drinking this bottle of water will give me eight pack abs, I don't believe it, but I mean, I'll try it. <laughs> and I've told this story before every day I meditate and I have been for 15 years and I'm not, I'm, I'm not proselytizing. I don't try to push uh, religion on anybody because whenever someone would try to push it on me, that would drive me farther away. So I can only speak from my own experiences. I meditated the next day and I asked God in quotes, whatever form God is to come into my heart. And I, I kind of felt stupid doing it. Ugh. That guy's on to something, man. I don't know what to tell you. I can't prove it to anyone. I can't put it in an Excel spreadsheet. I can't measure it with a scale. I can't put it in a beaker and boil it and show you the product. <laughs> my life has been irreversibly better since yeah. that day. And it's helped me become a better person. It's helped me. It's helped me. Honestly, it's helped me sleep better. It, it brings me more peace. I'm less scared to stand up for what I know is right. And yeah. I can't explain it. I genuinely can't explain it. If you told me to, to explain it rationally, I can't explain it rationally. It's not, it's not something you can measure or cut up or put under a magnifying right. glass, but that's, you know, we're both 32 and it's been about two years. It's the same thing, but I don't think I, just like Mr. Duke, you know, drinking a lot and being a bad dad, I don't think you can reach that revelation without sort of walking into the darkness. Sorry for that rant, but that's kind of my own story with it. No, nah, brother, that was that was powerful, man. Thank, Thank you, you for that, dude. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, man. That, that that that's the truth, man. That's why you have a lot of like celebrities and people who are really successful. You have some of the most successful people in the world committing suicide. You think to yourself, what in the world is going on? Yeah. It's because they they've they, it's because they've climbed the ladder beyond ladders, you know. Yeah. And then at that point, they're like, okay, I've gotten to the point where I thought it would. I would reach to fill this void and I still have it. So then their thoughts start to torture them. They can't be alone. You know what I mean? Or you got some of these celebrities who keep trying to break the internet to, to, to rise their dopamine levels because they just continue wanting this um, temporary pleasure, this temporary fulfillment. You know what I mean? But we need the Lord. You know what I mean? We're, we're spiritual beings, brother. You know what I mean? In, in fleshly bodies. So God is spirit. You know what I mean? So we need to come into a place where, we understand who our creator is and begin the process to come back into oneness with our creator. And without that, we're just going to be mere human beings looking to find something to fulfill God. I mean, to fill the, fulfill the place where God should be, you know, and it's never going to happen. So that's powerful, bro. That, that story is powerful from that guy. Wow. Yeah. And it's, but back to the whole like lesson thing, right? Growing up, your mom's always like, don't drink, don't drink, don't drink. Your dad's like, Drink, don't get in a car, and don't call me if you're arrested, right? It's a little more hands-off. Right. And right. it's not until, like, your freshman year of college where you're drinking tequila at 9 a.m. that you go, you know, maybe mom and dad are on to something. But you kind of have to be on all fours throwing up behind a frat house <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to go, oh, oh, I get, I get it now. I get it now. So that's how I try to look at all this is not, you know, for a while I was like, spent so much time just miserable and scared and like i i could have just as as ramdas said uh the, the that guru that died a couple of years ago he was like 90 he was like love is a hot tub and he was like come into love he's like god sitting there and everyone you know is sitting there just come into the hot tub of love and feel it wash over you and in my mind i'm like i could have spent so many years in the hot tub of love but now i look at it and i'm like 
No, I don't think I could have. I think I had to go through hell. It's so that's it's a weird. Yeah, it's a weird like. You know, what's interesting, bro, is, you know, everybody has their own journey, their own experiment, you know, and even with even with my time, man, like 2019 was the worst year of my life, Yeah. you know, and then uh, and then 2020, I dove into drugs and all of that, you know, and you would think that I was doing well from the outside, sure. but on the inside, I was dying. I was dying and I was reaching rock bottom, you know, and only the Lord, only the Lord knows that, you know, from looking from the inside, you know, there was even a time where I told my brothers. Um, when I, when I, when I started walking with God, I was like, yeah, man, like, you don't remember those, I was different times. I was, I was super broken hearted. And it was like, dang, we didn't know that, yeah. you know, but I was, I was going cause I, I went through a big breakup, but it was times, bro, where I, where I would go in my room and I would cry on my bed. And then I would wipe my tears, go back outside and hang out with the homies. Yeah. Like nothing, you know, yeah, yeah. tore up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, just yeah, walk man. out there like nothing. I remember having a panic attack one time in the shower and call, and this is, I've got literally, I have like eight pack abs. I have a smoking hot girlfriend 4.0. I've got the world at my fingertips. Could I have a panic attack in the shower that was so bad. I remember I fell out and I pulled the curtain down with me and then like freaked out, contemplated dialing 911, put my phone down and then like dried off, put on a, like a hoodie and I was like walked back out to the party. And it's like, there's nothing more insane than there's nothing more insane than like having a complete mental break 10 feet from someone and then walk out. And like, I mean, that's like some like Joker stuff. You walk out and you're like, how's everybody doing? Like, that's I mean, keep an eye on that guy. That's a guy that's going to snap and he's going to shoot up a school like whole, like whole, you know, like it's right. But right. You justify it in the time. You're like, oh, well, that's just whatever. Yeah. Versus you look back and you're like, I was so broken. <laughs> I was so irreparably broken. Yeah. But, so, up, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Up. So, well, then that makes you start to think then, right? Is, you know, I, I kind of had an eye on my brother and I think my whole family did for a couple years. And it makes it that much worse because now you're like, well, what could I have done? But I mean, his roommates, the guys he lived with, they were, they were more like shocked than anyone because they were like, "What are you talking about?" He he was getting a graduate degree at Georgia Tech. He loved he loved engineering and aeronautics. He was doing like classified research for the Air Force at Georgia Tech. The funniest guy I've ever met. An artist, beautiful girlfriend of ten years, who was becoming like a lawyer. And you look at it and you go, "How how, how could you know?" And Right. Like you crying and then going out to a party or me having a panic attack and then pulling myself together. And we look back at it and laugh. But then you have to wonder how many people around you just came out of the bedroom and like dried their eyes or just had a panic attack. I mean, for all I know, you just had a panic attack and then got on this podcast. Right. It's or for all you know, I just freaked out and then, you know, pulled myself together. You have to start wondering how many people around you are just on the absolute brink and what can you do to help them? And I don't, I don't have the answer to that. I think you maybe make yourself available. You make yourself vulnerable around them. Let them know that they're not alone. Let them know that they're not crazy, but not yeah. that you have the answer to this and not that you're a therapist, but do you, what are your I'll, thoughts on that? I would, yeah, bro. You know, I would, um, 
like I do all the time, man, like everything I do, brother, is to glorify God, you know, and um, I don't think there is no other answer than God. But people have to come into a place where they're, you know, understanding who God is, you know, and get into that place where, you know, they let God inside of their hearts, you know, and um, because when you come into that place, man, you, you get a different kind of peace. You still go through things. You still go through this and go through that. But there's a different kind of peace inside of you, you know, knowing, um, um, you know, knowing who the Lord is, you know what I mean? Um, like when I went through that, when I went through that, when the, when the spirit of the Lord came into my room, bro, and all my desires changed, I started hyperventilating. I started crying stronger than I've ever cried because I could feel God. I could feel, I could feel my sins on one side and I could feel God's love on the other side. And I just kept apologizing and apologizing and saying sorry and just like, bawling my eyes out bro you know and i'm not like one of those i wasn't one of those people who cried like that you know what i mean like i wasn't that person you know and i was just bawling and bawling in my just soaking dude and just because i could feel the lord you know it's it's not a it's not a it's not a um experience i can explain to you really it was a supernatural experience where god came in my life and the spirit of the lord shifted my desires you know, I was with a girl and doing cocaine the night before. And then this night, I'm completely just shifted. I deleted, I threw away all my drugs, threw away all my scales, threw away everything. I had different phones with all kinds of different uh, videos on it. I deleted everything. I broke some phones because I didn't even want to go in there and thought that, you know, I can possibly go in there and find something. So I broke different phones. You know, I was completely sold out. I'm, I'm completely sold out now. But ever since that day, I just felt. I just felt the Holy Spirit inside of me ever since that day. Now I wake up and go to sleep feeling God. It's a different kind of peace, my brother. It's a different kind of feeling. And I feel like when you bring somebody into a place of knowing that or bring somebody into a place of understanding that God is real and they can find God with respect a person, the same thing he did for me, he can do for you, he can do for anybody. When you bring them into that place and they do find God, they will thank you more than they, they've ever thanked anybody in their entire life. Because when you find God, you understand like you understand life more. You see life different. Love inside of me is much stronger because I, I know who God is. You know what I mean? I look around and see trees and grass and I see the Lord and everything now. It's it's a lot better. The experiences I have now are, are different. You know, when I go into um, praising God, when I go into pray, deep prayer, you know, there's one time, brother, I was praying and I felt angels start surrounding me. You know what I mean? So I I, 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 I try to talk and bring people into a place where they would want to see God themselves because the Lord says, seek it with all your heart and you shall find me. So when it gets to that point, bro, and they come into a true experience with God, that's that that's 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 the best way you could possibly help somebody, man. Allowing them to come into a place where they understand where eternal life is, you know, and understand what true light is and true truth, which is God. So that's what I would say yeah. to that question for sure. Yeah, it, it's a weird catch-22 where, you know, if you got, again, I think of like, you know, being raised you know my mom always pushing us to keep going to church and to, and that that drove me probably because i was just a still am a, an arrogant hard-headed guy but <laughs> i wanted to just do the opposite right and it's it's a weird catch 22 because when i finally kind of came back to it my first instinct was like oh i got to talk to my like my older my younger brother i got to talk to my best friend i got to and i realized that i'm just going to push them away if I start coming across like, Hey man, I just talked to a guy that walked on the moon. Like all you can really do is because like it's it, in your, in your gut, you feel like not only should I tell him it feels great. You're like, 
you almost have like an, a moral obligation. You know, if right. you're like, hey, man, I just found yeah. some. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah. This is what I'll say to that, bro, because in the Holy Scriptures, it says in Luke 8, 11, that the seed is the word, you know, and that word seed in Greek is sporos. In Hebrew is zarah. It also means sperma. It's talking about God's DNA. So when you talk to somebody and you're sharing the word with somebody, you're impregnating their womb. You're impregnating their, their mind. You're planting seeds into their garden. You know, when the Lord says plant the seed, uh, the Lord will do the increase. You know, but what we don't want to do is we don't want to, um, like you were saying, you know, talk to somebody into in a way where they're feeling attacked or talk to somebody who who, who isn't um, ex, uh, receiving. Because at that point, you're committing spiritual rape. Yeah. You know, at that point, when you're forcing yourself on somebody with the, with the word, which is the seed, which is God's DNA, and they're trying to block it, you're committing spiritual rape. Yeah. This is why we talk with love, because it, because spreading the word is just like intimacy. You know what I mean? In a spiritual manner, though. That's why fellowship, when we get together with other believers and things like that, it's called fellowship. But in the Greek, it's called koinonia. Koinonia means intercourse. So huh. you're having spiritual intercourse with your brothers and sisters where you're impregnating each other with the word of God, which is the seed. So when you do that with somebody who's not accepting it, you're committing spiritual rape. This is why we talk to them with love and talk to them in a, in a way where they're receiving. And if they're not, you know, dust your shoulders off. You know what I mean? And, you know, the Lord will bring them in. Lord, the Lord will handle that the way the Lord sees fit. You know what I mean? But that's what I would say with that. I think that's brilliant. You You, you right. really can't. You really can't force on anyone. Be, again, right. from my own experience, nothing will drive you away faster than someone saying, "You need to do this." You need. It's like, dude, get out of my face. And it's. Right. <laughs> I think. I think you're absolutely right. It, it is. It's spiritual. It's like. It's like right. the first time I did like mushrooms right after I graduated college. I like went out into the woods and like sat there on a sunny day and like really ex like experienced like it feel, feels like you're experiencing god you're like oh the whole world is alive and you just feel all this love and you're like oh you know all all these other things are you know it's like porn and and adderall and fast food these are all just these fleeting things that eventually make you feel worse and you're like and now here i am and like basking in the presence of the almighty and then you go to your friends the next day and you're like you gotta do some shrooms and they're like now I'm good. And you're like, no, you got to do some shrooms. And they're like, dude, what happened to you? Like, get away, get away from me. Like, we've been friends for 15 years. Like, what what happened to you last night? I'm telling you right now, let's go hang out. They're like, yeah, dude, I'd love to hang out. You're like, I'm going to get some acid. They're like, I don't want to do acid. And you're like, no, let me love you. And they're like, dude, stop talking to me. Like, right. But it's, it's, it's yeah. a weird thing because you, you feel like a moral obligation. You're like, I have to show these people all this key right. to happiness but like you're saying dude it's it's spiritual rape leave them alone yeah. they'll get there yeah. when they get there yeah it's just Everybody what it is yeah it's just yeah. what it is and that's that's kind of really all i can do so again like when i tell that story about charlie duke i always say like i'm not pushing this on anyone i'm not telling anyone else to do it but the inverse of that is i'm also not gonna lie like, this is what happened to me. I can't, I can't, you know, the first caveman to ever see a shooting star. Let's go back to the other caveman. He's like, yo, y'all ain't going to believe this. But one of those right. things just went across the sky. Like, <laughs> you may not believe me, right. but I also know what I just saw. And I'm not going to lie to myself, you know, or like, yo, I just saw fire. You guys don't know what fire is, but I just saw lightning hit a tree and this thing appeared. And, 
you can't really push anyone to believe that, but you also can't lie and say that it didn't happen to you. So that's like another, yeah. it's like, I don't push it on. Yeah, dude. And yeah, man. And the best thing you can do for like people like that, brother, like your friends and things like that, who don't necessarily want to um, hear the best thing you can do for them is like, let them see your transformation. You know what I mean? Bingo. Let them, let them, the light shining in you, you know what I mean? And they're going to want to, they're going to want to know what that is. Yeah. You know, they might not, they might not ask you off back, you know what I mean? But as time progresses and they see that you're serious and they see that you really come into something different sooner or later, they're going to be like, what in the world is that? How did that happen? You know, like I've been in that, my brother, my brothers, I have two brothers, you know, both grew up gang banging. Um, and one of them came to me when I started walking with the Lord, like a couple months. And he was like, man, I want what you have, you know what I mean? So People see it, man, you know, but some people just, they don't want to hear, but they they still see, they still look, you know what I mean? And we come into agreement with our eyes and our ears, things we watch and things we listen to, we come into agreement with it. So my brothers see me, my brothers hear me, they hear the things I'm talking about, they see the things I'm doing. So that right there is a, is a, is a, is powerful for them, you know, just to see it, brother, you know, and yeah, man, let them see your transformation, let them see that and that'll touch them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's exactly the way is. Amen. You don't need to, you don't need to convince anyone to come do the workout you're doing. It's just one day they look at you right. and they go, dude, how do I, how do, how do I look like you? You know, you get something like that. <laughs> you're like, this is what you have to, you know, this is what you have to do, but you're right. That's what, um, uh, I'll send you a video. It's his, his name was Richard Alpert. He was, uh, he, and I'll try to be quick. I got we got to wrap this one up in like 10 minutes, but his name is Richard Alpert. He was a professor at Harvard in like the sixties climbed to the highest rung the most elite circles was politically connected socially connected wealthy had, the, had he had the sports car the motorcycle i think he had a private plane he had like a penthouse in manhattan just you know just orgies all the time drugs all the time you know i'm a harvard professor everyone respected him he was at just the apex of like what else could you want and he said that um every once in a while he'd be sitting alone in like the bathtub at night and mm. quote there was nobody's eyes to look into to tell me how great I was. And he goes, and I start looking around and I've got all these publications and I'm tenured and they're dangling it in front of you. But after you get a couple of these awards, you know, professor of the year or whatever, you're on some, you know, elite, you know, board of whatever he goes, you start realizing like, well, what am I doing? Am I going to do another 40 years of this? Am I going to do another 50 years of this? And, You know, one day he, he 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 talks about meeting a guy. So he finally goes on this like personal pilgrimage to India, and he's going to all these gurus and Buddhas and whatever. And uh, he's like, and finally I saw this guy, just like at this like they're at this like cafe in like Istanbul, and he goes, "There's a guy you could just see in his eyes. He's like, like a rock. This guy just had it. I didn't know what it was, but you saw that. He describes him. He goes, uh." It's like a it's like a corpse that the universe was talking through. It's this mm. person that has just wow. is still physically here, but is not here. And not in a bad way, not like disconnected, depressed. Wow. Just sitting yeah. there and just he goes and just like light coming off of him. You just see mm. him. And he goes, seeing him, it it's like sitting, it's like getting in a warm shower after a long day at work where you're just like, Oh my God. And he goes, you see this, and that's what it was. Is he goes, I want what he has, and then it led to his own spiritual reformation, and then for like the next fifty years, did all this great stuff, worked with the homeless. He he funded like a cataract surgery for like three million people in India over fifty years. Wow. 
finally died. Like I think he died in 2019, but that's what he talks about is yeah. You see something in someone and they never pushed it on you, but you just see this person just glowing with love. And you're like, dude, you're like, what is that? How do I order it? What do I have to do? And when it's so strong, you I don't even care what I have to do. And if they're like, hey, you got to stop drinking and you got to stop hanging out with whores, stop being a whore yourself and start being a good right. person, you're like, bingo, let's do it. Let's start now. And All that's right. that's something, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I saw with Charlie Duke. Is he was sitting there and it's this guy, he's 90. No, he has no uh, business being on my little podcast. But I'm looking at this guy and it's just just twinkling in his eyes. He's never talked to me before in his life. Doesn't know who I am. I'm a third of his uh-huh. age. And he's just looking at me smiling and he's just like, just do this. And you'll fi-. and you're like, this person's talking to me just like they're my grandpa. And it's, that's wow. what it is. It's just, and who knows, maybe people are watching Ooh. this and they're like, I don't want what these guys have. They're crazy. That might be the, <laughs> that might be the case too. That might be the case too. In which case, it's not for you. But, to, to to keep going with all of this is so I look back at myself two years ago you look back at yourself two years ago and I'm like god like it gets better it gets like hang in there it gets better what do you think you'll be looking back at in two years do you think that you'll be at a space even higher do you think it will wear off do you think it will oh, you think... You... nah brother like when you come into a place, man, where you're in submission of Christ and you're just walking with the Lord, you you only get better. You you you, you there, there's there's the word of God said you go from glory to glory to come back into the same image of the Lord. You know what I mean? So when we come into a place where we step into salvation through sanctification, we are on a process to becoming one with the Lord. The Lord um, Yeshua said, allow them to be one with Allow them to be one with one, one with us. You know what I mean? So we're on a process, brother, like to 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 come back into being one with the Lord. You know what I mean? So as every day progresses with and we go deeper and deeper and with every revelation is a manifestation of with God. And I'm Decrease in the flesh and increase in the spirit. You know, I go deeper and deeper with my prayer, with fasting, the way the, the way the Father wants us to, which is in spirit and truth. And with that, there is no stop of the process. You just continue to spiritually ascend. You know, I'm completely different than what I was two years ago. God wants me to be. You know, so, yeah, bro. That, that, that is God's God's God is infinite, brother. You you always continue to ascend, you know. And that's the and that's the beautiful thing with um being with the Lord. You know, you always continue to ascend. Unlike fleshly desires or voids you want on this earth, you'll get there and you'll be like, okay, dang, what do I do now? Yeah, it's difference, bro. You know? Yeah, it, it's kind of like uh during like the worst times in my life, I'd always tell myself, I'm like, well, it can't possibly get worse than this surprise (laughs) surprise and then you'd be like okay clearly now i'm in the innermost circle of hell you're like it can't get worse and it's just like hold hold my beer bro 
hold my beer and it keeps going down and and every i'm like this can't get worse and then i'm like 50 pounds overweight i'm like this can't get worse and then i'm like addicted to drugs i'm like this can't get worse and then i have to move with my parents and then i'm like this can't get worse and then like girlfriend breaks up with me and i'm like this can't get worse and then like you know i wake wake up in a hospital because of an accidental drug interaction and i'm like this can get worse right (laughs) absolutely can get worse but then yeah but then there's that beautiful turn where you go well that means it can also get infinitely better and like where i am now i am despite anxieties and depression whatever i'm still like this feels so good and i get worried right like like alcohol or or you you know you're doing blow or smoking pot you almost can't enjoy the high because you're like this is going to end and i think that is kind of in me right now where i'm like oh this is going to end uh, you know sobriety eating healthy you know paying my own bills trying to be a good person but no i don't think it has to end in fact i think it can right. get better and better and better yeah brother that, that, that's 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 just your that's just your your carnal mind playing tricks on you you know what mm. i mean and we're in a sport we're in a spiritual war so we need to overcome those thoughts that's all that is, you know. Um, I've had those same thoughts, man. I had different thoughts that wanted me to go into compromising. Like when I had over 1.1 million followers on uh, TikTok, you know, I had different thoughts come to my head that was just, you know, uh, getting me to, oh, well, do, do, do you still want to, like, bring truth as hard as you do? Because you might get banned. You yeah. Might lose your, you know, you might lose your followers. And I was, you know, I had to, I had to, I had to overcome that. Yeah. You know, God brought me here being – um how I'm being, you know, and I'm not going to stop it now because of an audience, you yeah. know, at that point, I, at that point I'm doing it for man instead of God. So, you know, it's an, it's an overcoming. Yeah. I mean, I got, I got permanently banned from YouTube and iTunes. And I remember oh, like geez. for interviewing Dr. Malone and Dr. McCullough, I wasn't even doing anything. I had on doctors. I wasn't even, I didn't get, it'd be a much cooler uh, story if I got banned for like inciting a riot, like that would at least be kind of hardcore. I didn't even get that. I, it's a doctor coming on here telling people to take vitamin D. That's what got me banned. But right. wow. yeah, it was the same thing. I remember thinking I was like, wow. granted, not nearly as not a million. I was at like a thousand subscribers, but I was still like, do wow. I want to start censoring myself? Do I want to start? Yeah. And I was like, I've come this far in like my own personal journey. I was like, I'm not, I'm not stopping because some, some crazy Marxist big tech overlord is censoring me. I'm like, I don't even know. It's not a question. Just keep going forward. That's kind of where I am. For sure. Um, And speaking of that, so we got to wrap this one up. I'm I'm obviously a terrible podcast host because we'd never even got into your music or anything about that. So (laughs) I I will get those links and put them all in the description. But Isaiah, man, dude, I'd love to have you back on, man. That was dope. For sure, man. Uh, definitely one, man. Definitely a good uh, conversation, brother. I appreciate it for sure. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. You're a cool dude. It was a pleasure talking to you. It's good seeing that there's someone as crazy as me, or at least makes me feel not as crazy. So I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult, but <laughs> to take it or leave it. So that's what it is. But um, yeah. thanks so much, man. Yeah. I'll put all your links in the description. Go check them out. I'd love to have you back on, man. And uh, God bless. You have a wonderful day, dude. Amen, brother. You too, brother. Thank you so much.